As I said, I, I have two pieces of paper here, and they have words on them. Uh, <laughs> but uh, I, just, I just really felt, that I really wanted God to just lead us this morning and things to reflect on and talk about. Um, and I feel even already in the worship, that's been happening, hasn't it? God's been speaking to us and leading us, and I feel even now we could, we could probably go home. But uh, I just want to share... One or two things. I'd love us to, to have communion together in a little bit. Um, I think that would be, that'd be really good to do. As I said, um, on Wednesday, Jackie and I will have been here a year, which is amazing. In some ways, it feels like we've been here forever. <laughs> Other ways, it feels like we've only just got here. And, uh, but I just want to, again, say to you as a church how thankful we are for you as a church. Just your heart attitude. You may not know it, you may not realise it, but it's a wonderful heart attitude in this church. So friendly, so welcoming. Just want to encourage you. This is a season when people come and look for church, find church, seek out church. Um, this, this time of year, January, February, often happens and September, October is often another time. Just want to encourage you, keep being welcoming. Friendly. We want to be a church, don't we, that is open to people, um, encouraging, supporting. Jackie and I have really, really been on the receiving end of that. So we just want to say thank you for this, this last year. I believe that God is in the business of growing his people. Not even an amen there. <laughs> there, there were some nods. Sally nodded. I noticed that. No. God is in the business of growing his people. He grows us individually and he grows us corporately. And uh, I want to come and just read again that amazing prophetic word um, that got given to us towards the end of last year just to remind us of some of the things that I believe God's been speaking to us. But do you know what? Before we go any further, let, let me just pray. Lord, we just thank you for your presence here. Thank you, Lord, for your heart for us. Even as you've been speaking to us this morning, even as you've been touching us, meeting with us. We just want to say, Holy Spirit, you're so welcome. You're so welcome. Lord, we want to be a people who are led by you. We want to be a people who are shaped by you. We thank you for your word. We love your word. We thank you for worship. We love to worship. We thank you for your name. What a beautiful name. The name of Jesus. Lord, we, we just pray, would you ask for your help right now, Lord, different things I could say, things we could look into, Lord, things that you're wanting to lead us into in this year. Lord, I, I pray, would you just lead us right now? Would you speak to us? Lord, we open our hearts again and our lives to you. In Jesus' name, amen. Just in the, as we were in the prayer meeting a bit earlier on, by the way, just want to encourage you, you're always very welcome. It's open to everyone. Help us nine till 10 o'clock, we're there, and it's great. 
great little group of people coming together. But just want to encourage you. That I was reminded of that um, verse. Um, it isn't on the screen because it came in the, in the prayer meeting. But um, some of you will know it well. I couldn't quite, I thought, I'm sure this is a proverb. Uh, Jackie and I are going to work our way through the book of Proverbs this year with uh, Tim Keller's book. But uh, there's some great Proverbs, great truths. Proverbs 16, verse 9. Some of you will know this very well. Some of you will even recognize it by me quoting the verse. In his heart, a man, a man or woman, plans his course, but the Lord determines his steps. In his heart, a man plans his course, but the Lord determines his steps. And Ashley and I went out for a bit of a walk, um, went into Parkhurst Forest, didn't quite get lost because it's not that big, is it? But, but we nearly did at one point. I, this man is incredibly light on his feet. All right? He was wearing these sort of what I call pumps, but you know, sort of light shoes. I was wearing these heavy duty ones. Mine were like plastered, covered in mud and water. He had barely a drop on his. We walked the same path, you know. But, uh, but every now and again, we're walking along, weren't we? And we said, shall we go left here? Or shall we go right here? And then we take a look at the path and think, hmm, maybe not. Um, if you've been into Parkhurst Forest in the last couple of weeks, you'll know what I mean. But we can make our plans. It's not wrong to make plans. We look out in this coming year. Some of us are making some pretty extensive plans, I suspect. Others of us are are not sure what plans we have. But we can make our plans. I think it's important that we hear and understand at the start of this year for us as a church, it's the Lord who orders our steps. And that's what we're saying as a church. And I want to invite you, as every person here, to say, Lord, would you order my steps? Would you help me? I might have plans. There are things... Some of you have got things that you're planning to do. Some of them are already being activated. Maybe um, in Rick and Angie's case, foundations have been dug. Walls are starting to be built. But metaphorically, that might be true for some of you. You know, we've got some plans. We're starting to activate them. But we want to say, Lord, would you order our steps? And that's my, my heart very much this year. I believe that God is leading us as a church. I believe he's, he's taking us, those of you who are guests and visitors, forgive me, I'm, I'm going to be speaking to uh, Apex today somewhat, um, but maybe as a guest and a visitor looking on, you can just hear that and hear something of where we're going, where I believe that God is calling us, and, uh, and well, you're welcome to be part of that. If you're not, not yet committed to a local church, I want to encourage you to be, if you are, it's great that you're here, but make sure you stay committed to where you are until, until God moves you on. But, uh, I came in on Thursday morning uh, just to do a little bit of preparation and a little group from uh, drop-in were meeting and Joyce was there and I, I love Joyce to bits and I love, I love the questions that she asked me and the things that she says. In the prayer meeting this morning, Joyce had a word. She said, I don't really know what this is, means. She said, I believe it's a year of the walls falling down. So, well, this has been stood for a hundred odd years, so I, hopefully it doesn't mean that these walls are falling down. But I just was impacted by that because, you know, we do live in a world where there are many walls. And uh, church life, there are walls. And uh, yes, Lord, let the walls come down. Walls of division, walls of separation. Um, and uh, Joyce shared, she said, I believe this is a year of the walls coming down. Let's, let's believe God for that, amen? Let's look for that. Even as new people come through the door, even as, uh, as we reach out, 
I believe that, one of the things I'll just say in a moment, but one of the things about walls coming down is that we're not just locked in here. Yes, uh, in society, this building is known as a church, but to us, it is only bricks and mortar. You are the church. It's the people. And one of the things, of course, about the walls coming down is it's about us being out in society, out in culture, out in the town, across the island and beyond. It's great to have a place to gather, give thanks for this building. It's many years of gathering people, of course. That's not wrong to have a building. But actually, as the walls come down, it's about us not just being locked into a building, but it's about being a people who are out in the community, who are reaching out, uh, seeing lives changed and people restored, uh, chains being broken. You'll need to forgive me this morning. I'm just going to go with what God gives me and, and just hunt, hunt through my notes to, to pick up the nuggets, really. Of... So that was, yeah, so where was I? So that, that was Joyce was sharing that. But when I came in on Thursday, she, she said, oh, I, I'm going to do a bit of preparation. She said, well, what are you speaking on? And I said, well, I think it's around the subject of vision. And she said this wonderful thing. She said, is that our vision or God's vision? Wonderful, wonderful, Joyce. And it's like this knife just went like that. Thank you, Lord. Fortunately, I had the presence of mind to reply, if our vision is not one that he gives us, if it's not from him, then we're on dodgy ground. It must be from the Lord. must be from the Lord, isn't it? We can make our plans, but Lord, would you order our steps? And that's that's my heart, really. That's my, my prayer. And uh, as part of that, I just over the last couple of months, I've had this phrase I've been living with and some words and some scriptures. Um, I hope this is okay. It's a slightly different style this morning. You can even see I've t- tilted the lectern, you know. I'm, I'm just chatting. Is that okay? Do you, right. I'm Simon, is it all right? I'm just chatting at the back. Is it okay to chat? Is that, yeah, all right. Um, good. I've had this phrase about being a people who are led by the Spirit. Being led by the Spirit. And uh, in fact, I'd like us to, over the next few weeks, however many weeks, I haven't battened it right down to exactly how many weeks, but, but certainly between now and Easter, to look at this whole thing of what does it mean to be a people who are led by the Spirit. We need to be led by the Spirit. Key text, I believe, for the start of this year, Start of this term, Romans chapter 8, verse 14. Those who are led by the Spirit of God are sons or or children of God. Some versions say sons, some say uh, children of God. The reason that sons is important is that ladies, you too are also sons. You need to remember that because sons have the inheritance in the biblical picture. They have a right, they have rights. Uh, and they're given an inheritance. And that inheritance is for all of us, male and female. Amen? Young and old, rich and poor, black and white, it's for all of us. That's very important. Um, so don't be afraid or ashamed of being called a son, ladies, all right? Because us men are also the bride of Christ, okay? So uh, we get to feel weird as well. But uh, um, I'll speak on the bride of Christ another time, but... Uh, but yeah, so those who are led by the Spirit are children, they're sons, they're inheritors of God's purposes and God's promises. 
So we need to be led by the Spirit, don't we? Because that we might be the children of God, the inheritors of God's promises. But also to know this truth that those of us who are the children of God, those of us who've said we are followers of Jesus, we've surrendered, as we heard, surrendered our life to Jesus, we've got this wonderful truth over us. You are the children of God. I want us to go into this year knowing that you're God's children. There are incredible promises that are to be uh, inherited in that. There are truths that as you go into the workplace, as you're in the neighborhood, at the school gate, wherever it might be, say, I am a child of God. It's about being led by the Spirit. So this term, I'd like us to look at what it means to be people who are led by the Spirit. I'd like us to look at some different individuals in the Bible who clearly are led, led by the Spirit, what happened in their lives. Um, What happened to the disciples and the early church as they were filled and led by the Spirit? Some of the dynamics of that. What did the Holy Spirit say to them? How did the Holy Spirit speak to them? What impact did it have on their lives? I want us to look at the impact on our lives of being led by the Spirit, particularly in things like joy, generosity, wisdom. I want us to look at the whole area of how does God lead us? How do I make godly decisions? How do I make right decisions? I've got choices. I've got options. I need wisdom. How how does God lead us? Those who are children of God are led by the Spirit. Those who are led by the Spirit are children of God. So how does God lead us? We'll look at that. We'll look at how the Holy Spirit led the Apostle Paul. Very interesting. There's some interesting verses in Acts chapter 16. You might want to have a look at them. Uh, Verses 6 to 10. It clearly seems to suggest that the Holy Spirit stopped him from speaking. Really? It actually says that. We were stopped from speaking in certain places. It it says, literally steered him and his team away from places. How did that happen? What does that mean for us as as a church, as individuals, as we look into this year? What does it mean to be led by the Spirit? And there, there are things that God has for us, but there may be other things that he doesn't have for us. They're not bad things, they're they're good things, but God is saying, no, this this is the way I want you to go. Man makes plans, but the Lord orders his steps. I believe there are many things that God has for us as a church. I I think there is incredible growth that he wants to give us in all sorts of ways. We'll, We'll highlight that just in a moment as we read that prophetic word again. But We want to be led by the Spirit, don't we? I want to say, Lord, what are you saying to us? How are you, how are you leading us? So um, I'm just giving you a bit of a sense of where I, I believe we're to go this year as a church. And if you're a visitor, uh, this will give you a flavor of how we're heading out. I think there's much for us to be involved in. I think there's many opportunities. I think for many of us, it's going to be days of stepping up and stepping out. Now, of course, to be led by someone... To recognize and to know their voice well, we need to be close to them. We need to be close to them. I'm going to read uh, Rodney's word to us in just a moment. But at the end of that prophetic word, we had, a, we had a, a prophetic guy who came in October. He gave us a very significant word. Um, but at the end of that, he really encouraged us to, 
to dig into John chapter 15. You'll remember John chapter 15, where Jesus talks about, I am the vine, you are the branches. And then verse 8, it is to my Father's glory that you bear much fruit, showing yourselves to be my disciples. But that, that fruit bearing, that maturity, that life that comes is as a result of being close to the vine, being in the vine, about remaining and abiding. So that's something that is vital to us. If we're going to be the children of God, we're going to be led by the Holy Spirit, we need to stay very close to Jesus. We need to be in the Word. We need to be being filled with the Holy Spirit. Amen? Let me, let me read. So this is the prophetic word. Um, maybe throw up the picture of the lemon tree, um, John. So Rodney and his wife had a day off. They went into... Has anybody seen this? This is the lemon tree in Osborne House. Has anybody seen this? I haven't had a chance to see this, but this is an amazing lemon tree. And this year particularly, so I don't know if you can see, but it's covered in lemons. Absolutely covered. And as, he, as they saw this on the Saturday, he really felt God spoke and gave us as a church a word. So let me read this word. Lemon tree, something growing that shouldn't grow in this country was up against a south-facing wall near the coast in a sheltered spot. God is growing you on a south-facing wall because he's growing something that doesn't normally grow here. He is growing a church you wouldn't normally expect to see on the Isle of Wight. You will not be limited by your setting or your geography. I think that's important for us to hear. Okay, it's easy in a setting like this, in a context like this, even in a town like this, whether it was on the mainland or here, to say, oh, well, this is how it will be. Normally, this is what you'd expect for this kind of size, for this kind of geography, this is what you would expect. But I think what we need to hear all the time, man makes plans, but the Lord orders his steps. Okay, it's him who's at work. It's him who's at work. So he is growing his church. I think we've got to remember that. Jesus said, I will build my church. And uh, we're not to be limited by your setting or geography. Here's a phrase. Do not limit yourself by island mentality or a sense of what can and can't be achieved here. Don't be limited by previous history or experience. Now, a phrase like that will have different meanings for different ones of you. Some of you have only been here, like me, you've only been here a few months. Others of you will have been born here. Um, Others of you have been here for some years. But we can can get limited, can't we? We can put limiters. Oh, well, this is what God will normally do. This is what will normally happen. But there's a sense that we're hearing here, being reminded prophetically. And I think as we look out in this year to come and in in these next years, God is saying, don't limit what I want to do. Don't limit me to your expectation. Know who I am. Recognize who I am. So do not limit yourself. And then he brought out these three points. He said the lemon tree was healthy, very green, substantial, and very fruitful. It had a lot of lemons. You saw that in the picture. This is the church I want to grow here, says God. A healthy church was the first point. People who know who they are in Christ and have the life of Christ flowing through them. This church will be characterized by life, capital letters, 
And the needy and the desperate will also find health and freedom here under your shade. That's exciting, isn't it? It's exciting to hear that. That there's a call. You will be a blessing. You will be healthy and full of life, but you will be a blessing. Lord, let it be. We want to be a blessing. We want to be a blessing. I'm just going to stop there for a moment. I just want to say something about the creativity that's in this church. I just love it. There's a real spirit of creativity here, and I believe it displays the heart of God. I believe it's in God's heart and nature. I actually believe that God's going to add more creative people to the church. Uh, I think there's a real heart to be, to be creative. I was so excited to hear about, I won't do any spoilers, but to hear about our worship guys wanting to get together to, to record some of the songs they've been writing. And uh, I, I really missed, um, apparently on uh, Christmas Eve, you did a, some of you did the song, Hannah's new song, Christmas song. Were you, any of you here? And uh, I, it was Ashley who told me, but apparently it was amazing that... Uh, <laughs> I know he's biased, but, um, but, you know, it's great to hear, you know, songs being written and, and things like that. It's so exciting to, to talk about, um, you know, making an album and, uh, and those kinds of things. I just think it's wonderful. It's a, it's a picture of health and life, but it's not just going to get contained within these walls. It, it's going to spill out. And I think there's all sorts of creative ideas that God is going to want to to grow in us, okay? I want this to be a day when, when we're able to say to one another, yeah, have a go. Have a go. Try it. Have a go. Am I allowed? Yes, you're allowed. Have a go. You know? If you want lots of money, well, you might need to get in a queue. Um, if you want lots of, lots of resources of people, you, you might need to get in a queue. But if you've got a heart for something, if you've got a heart to just step out and begin to, to do something that brings glory to God, that displays uh, his goodness and his grace and his love and his mercy, go for it. I think that's for our heart, isn't it? Go for it. Go for it. Um, obviously, there's limited resources, limited finance, but we, we want to be able to invest. We want to give in to what God is doing. So we want to we invest into life. So you'll be a healthy church. Um, oh, I've got all sorts of bits and pieces here. I'm, I'm diving around. Anyway, hope God, hopefully God is speaking to you and just pressing some buttons. A substantial church. You'll be bigger than you would expect, proportionate to your population. But it's not just about numbers. It's to do with strength and stature. I'm building a church of stature you will attract people from cities. Fascinating. Well, we wait to see. God, you know, prophetic word, one of the things about the prophetic is we wait to see how God will fulfill that, how God will do that. But we also activate faith. One of the things I want to speak on one morning in this whole thing about being led by the Spirit is the whole thing of the, the subject of the prophetic and prophecy. How, how are we led by prophecy? What, um, what does that mean? How does that work as we are given prophetic words? How do we respond to them? How do we activate that in faith? 
As a church, so one of the things I really want to highlight and remind you is that the next three evenings, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, at the start of this year and the start of this term, we're, we're going to have three evenings of worship and prayer. I'd love you to be there. So tomorrow evening, starting tomorrow evening for three evenings. But one of the things we'll be loving to do and wanting to do is saying, Lord, won't you speak to us? But also, we want to activate our faith. We want to start to pray into these things. What does it mean to be a healthy church? What does it mean to be substantial? And we'll get to, in a moment, fruitful. What does it mean to be a fruitful church and to pray into that? To say, Lord, would you work in my heart? Would you do what needs to happen in me that this might be activated and this might begin to happen? Okay? So I do just want to encourage you to be part of that. But it says, uh, you'll be bigger than you would expect, proportionate, not just about numbers, it's to do with strength and stature. I'm building a church of stature. Immediately I was drawn, in my mind, to Isaiah 54, verse 2. Again, some of you will know that scripture well. Let me read it to you. Enlarge the place of your tent. Stretch your tent curtains wide. Do not hold back. Lengthen your cords. Strengthen your stakes. For you will spread out to the right and to the left. Your descendants will dispossess nations and settle in their desolate cities. Now, we often hear that scripture being read over churches. And uh, it's a good scripture. It's a truth. Obviously, it was for the people of God, Israel. It was for God's people. But we are part of God's people. And it's a promise of God to his people that they will grow. That they will multiply. It's right there in Genesis. Uh, Jackie and I and Katie and Callum watched the, the film Noah um, uh, earlier in the week over Christmas. It was on. Obviously not all of it is completely uh, uh, in line with the Bible. But there were bits of it. It just, it just jumped out at you. It just reminded you. I mean, you just take it as a film. But it just there were bits of it jumped out at you. And the, one of the truths of course is God's heart right from the beginning is that there might be multiplication. That there might be that inheriting of life and of building of life. But the thing, of course, is that as you grow, things need to be strengthened. So if any of you are into camping and been involved in camping, and by the way, we are the fourth uh, biggest church you've booked into Fusion, right across regions beyond. So well done, those of you booked in. There's still lots of opportunity to do that, but we're almost already 60 of us going from here in May to Fusion. So that is great. I'm really excited and thrilled about that. Anyway, that's about camping. Um, But you will know that the bigger the tent you have, if you've been involved in ever putting up a marquee, for instance, the stakes get bigger and bigger and the cords get really hefty. Um, And so it's not just about being a sort of a light, frothy, bubbly church with no depth, no substance. I believe God wants us to be in Christ, deep in Christ. I believe he wants us to be deep in his word, to dig into his word, to be a people of the word. So I would encourage you that if God is calling us to grow, if he's speaking a word of of multiplication and growth over us, we need to recognize that means we need to go deep into Christ. We need to be anchored in him. We need to be full of the spirit. Um, and so that we might be this people that he's calling us to be. But that growth will also involve numbers of our areas of our structures. So I, I really want you to be praying for our children's work. We have something like uh, under, under 11 now, 12, something like 30-odd children. 
which I, I know has, has been multiplying this last year or so, and, uh, and, and I believe will continue to do. But as God adds to us, we need to serve our children well, our young people, as a group of young people beginning to grow. Um, I just want to say it's so great seeing Joel and Will up here at the front um, leading us in worship. I really, really appreciate that. And it's just great to see them. And, I, and there are others. But these are areas where we're going to grow. And numbers of us are going to need to be part of that and stepping into that to help this growth, to bring substance. Because if we're going to be the people that God has called us to be in this town and in this island and beyond, if we're going to display this fruit, if we're going to show the life and the love of God, then we, we need to look after well what he's given us. Amen? So we'll need to look after our children well and the young people that are beginning to emerge and, and grow through the life of the church. I have a feeling that by, by September, we're going to need to probably think about very carefully starting a proper uh, a youth group within the church because we've got some of our children starting to go to secondary school and so on. All of those kinds of things. These are all part of the stakes getting uh, strengthened and the, and the ropes getting lengthened. Do you, do you hear where I'm going? See where we're going with these things. just want to say something about Noah's Ark. I don't know, is Zoe in or out? Or She's out, out. She may be listening to me on the... On, oh, there she is. <laughs> she's with the little one. But Zoe, I just... Um, I would love Zoe to have a team around her. I, I'm just going to say something, Zoe. I just really feel... I know you're the, only the inheritor of something that's been going for five, six years at least now. But there's something I believe very significant about Noah's Ark. It's the mums and toddlers group. But people are just coming to it, aren't they? They're just finding it. Word of mouth. But one of the other significant things that is happening is that people who have been to Noah's Ark historically are reconnecting, aren't they? Beginning Connections are beginning to be made again. And, and I really believe that this is going to be an area where God is going to use us as a church of substance, a, a healthy church, a fruitful church. But Zoe's pretty much on her own. And I think it would be great if others could begin to stand with her pray with her, tell her that you're praying every week, but also those who are available during the day, uh, during the week, to be able to say, do you know what, Um, I'm not sure I know what to do with little tiny children, but I can make a cup of tea. I can help you put all the kit and equipment out, I can help you to clear it away, I can stand with you, or I'll go next door in the church and I'll, I'll pray. Me and my friend will pray while you're doing mums and toddlers. But maybe for some of you, just to sit and talk to mums. There's a whole group of people that God is giving to us at the moment who just to come alongside them and begin to talk with them. Just chat with them about life. Be a healthy Christian, and I, and I believe that as you're a healthy Christian, just who you are and what you are will just come out. You, don't, you say, I don't know all the Bible. don't need to know all the Bible. Dig into the Bible for sure. But just go and be a healthy Christian in that environment. And I believe we're going to see fruit flowing from that Noah's Ark. Amen? So, uh, Zoe, be blessed in that. And uh, I'm, I look forward to hearing about how many people come to you after the meeting today to to volunteer and, and be involved. But the, this is all part, all part of what um, I believe God has for us.
A fruitful church. You will not just bless uh, just cows, not just the Isle of Wight, but the nations. Amen? You, you know that's very much in my heart. I very much carry the nations in my heart. I've had the privilege of traveling uh, across the nations over the years in different ways. And I believe there's more that God has for us in that. And we look to that as he leads us and guides us. He's calling forth fruitfulness from wherever people from Apex find themselves. Here's a wonderful phrase. I want some of you to really hear this. Those who have lacked fruit will become fruitful. I just invite you to take hold of that phrase for yourself. Those who've lacked fruit will become fruitful. You're about to enter a new decade of fruitfulness as you enter your 10th year. So, uh, October, when is it, Paul? What's the date? Remind me. 19th? 19th of October. That'll be our 10th anniversary. I'd love us to do something really, really creative over that time. Okay? So we've got... We've got a few months to be thinking about it. Let's think about it. What can we do? It's not just about us getting a holy huddle in the corner and say, hey, haven't we done well for 10 years? Let's do something that will bless the community um, in that sort of end of the summer, beginning of the autumn there. Anyway, that's for you. food for thought. Joel, get your, get your, get your writing head going. Um, LAUGHTER uh, I'm loving this. This is cool, isn't it? It's just like <laughs> chatting away. <laughs> Some of the visitors here are going, who was that bloke? What on earth is he? <laughs> I hope this is just inspiring you, encouraging you, provoking you. The reason the lemon tree was healthy, substantial and fruitful was all down to the fact that it was growing very close to the wall. And so you will be these things if... You grow very close to Jesus. Stick very close to him. Don't stray from him because it's in his shelter you will be fruitful, drawing upon his life. And then John 15 was what he really highlighted to us as a result of that. I believe there is real fruitfulness that God has for us. I believe there's creativity that will come with that fruitfulness. As part of that... uh, I believe that God is going to be speaking to us and, and provoking us about being a people who are much more outward-looking, reaching out uh, to those around us. And, and so to that end, um, we as leaders of the church, we've invited what I consider to be a genuine Ephesians 4 evangelist to come among us and begin to provoke us and stir us up a bit. If you look in the uh, Ephesians chapter 4, uh, there are gifts that God gives to the church. Interestingly, I believe they are based within the local church, but it doesn't talk about them just doing the work of it, although I believe that to be, to be an evangelist, you will see people being saved. But it also it talks about preparing or equipping God's people for works of service. And so uh, apostles, prophets, pastors, teachers, evangelists are preparing people, equipping, enabling, so that we... Uh, can do those things that God has called us to do. And so um, we've invited a, a very dear friend, and some of you will know know her very well. Her name's Jazz, Jazz Potter. Um, she's from Croydon. Um, and Jazz is going to come 
and uh, spend some time with us, different times. She'll spend some time in the week on and off. She'll come on a Sunday, speak to us on a Sunday, uh, other times. But Jazzy's going to come and stir us. I've asked her if she'll come and stir us in the whole area of mission and evangelism. She's also very creative. She has loads of, I think Graham and Curran, you know her, don't you? And, and Sarah and Rob know her. But uh, So Jazzy's going to come, so look out for her. She'll be around in, in all sorts of ways. Listen, I'm going to... I'm going to stop, otherwise I'll just go off onto all sorts of other tangents. I think I've said more than enough today. Um, there is a communion table somewhere just towards the back there. There's another one here. I'd love us to take communion. I'd also, I just want to start, so we mean to go on, that after the Sunday morning meetings, I'd love there to be opportunity to pray. I, I want to be around to pray for people. Um, I met with a few people um, earlier on in the, in the summer just talking about equipping and enabling us to, to have a bit of a prayer team. So if you would like prayer this morning, I will be here to pray for whoever would like to be prayed for and others of you who are ready, um, who I've been chatting to you about helping to pray for people. Let's be available to one another. But let, me, let me just pray for us. Lord, it's, it's so good to be your people. So good to be led by you. In fact, it's vital that we're led by you. We just pray, Lord, now as we, as we look out on this coming year, as we live with this significant prophetic word that was given to us at the latter part of last year. Lord, we believe in the gift of prophecy. We believe that you're, you speak through your word. We believe that you speak to us prophetically as you apply your word to us for now, for today. And Lord, we, we want to be a people who respond to you. But Lord, we know that all of this life, this health, this substance, this being a blessing to cows, being a blessing to the island and beyond, Lord, none of it, none of it will come to anything unless it's from you. Unless it's from you. Unless it's your life within us. Lord, we don't just want to have good thoughts. We don't just want to be nice people. Lord, we don't just want to be friendly even. We want to be full of you. We want to be full of you. We, we need to be full of you. Oh, God. We're excited at the possibilities. We're excited at, at what you have for us. Lord, the things that you're, you're laying out before us, the, the sense of vision and purpose and, and momentum. But Lord, we, we come to you this morning and we want to feed on you by faith. And just right now, we just want to say thank you that you died for us on the cross. We thank you for your death on the cross, that you died that we might have this life, capital letters. We thank you for our sins forgiven. just want to invite anybody here this morning who has not yet surrendered, as that word that Abby used, who's not surrendered their life to Jesus. I want to give you an invitation this morning to say, Jesus, I don't know everything about you. I don't understand everything of who you are and what you are, but I believe that you died for me. And I surrender my life. I confess that my life has been full of sin, that I've lived against you, I've lived without you. But today, I surrender that to you. And I ask your forgiveness, and I ask you to come and be Lord in my life. 
And I want to walk on into this year. I want to walk on into the rest of my life staying close to you, being filled with you so that I might fulfill all that you made me, all that you created me to be. If you would pray that prayer quietly in your own mind, in your own heart right now, I believe the Lord would hear you. I believe he will forgive you. And I believe he saves you and he rescues you. And you're, you're then invited to come to the communion table. For those of us who already know the Lord, who are walking with him, I just want to invite you again this morning to surrender to him and say, Lord, those things that have been holding me back, would you help me to lay those down, to put them down? Those walls that I've built up, that I've put up, Lord, I tear them down in Jesus' name. I bring them down. Help me, Lord, to bring down those walls. Lord, I pray for this church that we would be so close to you that we would be like that lemon tree that people would say, wow, look at the life. Look at the fruitfulness. Lord, that we might be a blessing. Not just in this building, but across this town, across this island, and to the ends of the earth as you lead us. So Lord, as we come to this communion So we take a moment just to be reminded of your death. We're also reminded of your life, that you're alive. Lord, we give thanks that you're alive today, that you're wanting to be in us and with us and through us. And so, Lord, we, we give you our lives again today. In your precious name, amen.